This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It is my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories and wisdom. This thing called life can be challenging, and the stories that are shared demonstrate that no matter what you have gone through, you can choose happiness. Since in the United States, Mother's Day is in May, I want to dedicate this episode to all of the amazing moms out there. I recently wrote an article sharing my three steps to alleviate mom guilt for a local magazine, and I thought I would share some of it with you. So mom guilt is a common theme that all mothers share. It doesn't matter what choices we make regarding our children, we still get that pesky feeling that we could be doing more for our kids. I read an article from Psychology Today that said, mom guilt can be a good thing if it serves as a gentle reminder that our actions toward our children matter. But if guilt is your primary emotion, it can negatively impact your parenting. It is also important to remember that kids will test their their mom, and it's normal, and to recognize that all children will have challenges no matter what kind of mom they have. So here are my three steps that I use whenever I start to feel this mom guilt, which, by the way, I didn't even realize it was a thing until I started researching this article. But I also use these steps to help me anytime a negative emotion surfaces because we're human and they're going to keep coming up. So first is feel the feelings. What you are feeling is real and it's absolutely normal. As humans, it is in our DNA to protect ourselves. It's the fight or flight response that we are all wired with. So give yourself a break and feel the emotion. It's okay to feel this way, and you are perfectly human to be experiencing this. Second, ask yourself, is this true? Am I a bad mother? So unless you're you know, leaving your small children unattended at 10 p.m. to go bar hopping, you're not, a, you're not a bad mom, okay? All you're doing is making up a story that is not true. When I say making up a story, what I'm referring to is that voice in your head that wants to shame you, make you wrong, make you feel guilty, and so on. Third, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the guilt that you are feeling or any other negative emotion that may be surfacing. I recently was reintroduced to an ancient Hawaiian healing practice, and I found it to be such a very powerful way to forgive yourself. So to forgive yourself, say to yourself, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So if you would like to learn more about this topic and how to work with me personally, please visit sandyscarlotta.com to schedule a free call and also to get access to a free digital copy of my book, Happiness Solved. I also invite you to join my growing community by texting me at area code 703-420-3472 to receive daily inspirational messages. Again, that number is 703-420-3472. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy it. Today's guest is Dr. Yasmin Saad. 
Dr. Sad is an international best-selling author and top-rated New York City licensed clinical psychologist with a national and international reputation. She has helped thousands of people transform their lives in just one session by helping them decode their thoughts and emotions so that they can connect to the essence of who they are and achieve happiness. Her international best-selling book, Ignite Possibilities, was awarded the International Impact Book Award for Inspiration. She has spoken alongside world-changing leaders such as Joe Vitale, Dennis Waitley, Bob Proctor, Brian Tracy, and many others. She has also been featured in dozens of media outlets. This is such an amazing conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Dr. Yasmin said, I'm so excited to see your beautiful face. It's been way too long. I don't I haven't seen you since October, last October I in New know. York. I know. I know. And it's so nice to see each other in person. So that was awesome. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, thank you. I was like reading your bio. I mean, you know, I watch you from behind the scenes because for the audience. And the listeners, um, Yasmin and I are in a mastermind group together. So, and we're in a Facebook group. So, I know what you've been doing. But when I see it in your bio, I'm like, oh my gosh, like she's the bomb. Like you have put yourself out there like nobody's business. That's incredible. <laughs> I always say when you have talent, it comes your way. I mean, it just is, you know, when you're on your path, you're on your mission, it just happens. It naturally happens. It doesn't have to be effortful you just have to tap into your zone of genius and and you're definitely in your zone of genius for sure so we're going to talk about your work and your books and all of that but before like everybody has a story and I really don't know your backstory like how did you get to where you are today oh it's a great story I actually wrote about it Yes, I wrote about it in the book, Ignite the Hunger in You, with number okay. one motivational speaker, Les Brown. So I'll tell you a little bit. Basically, the short of it is from Warren Torn Lebanon to top three New York City psychologists. That is really the journey. So the first five years of my life, you know, I was born in Lebanon at the time of a war. And my mm. name was given to me specifically because my mom wanted me to be saved and uh, because it was a war of religion. So she gave me a name that goes everywhere. And you will laugh now, but people come to me and they think I'm from every single culture out there that there is. People think I'm Indian. People think I'm Pakistani. People think I'm Middle Eastern. People think I'm Italian, Spanish, you name it, because like I have this blend and I think it's part of the heritage. So but I grew up in Warrington, Lebanon for the four, five, first five years of my life. And, and so from there, I saw my mother immigrate to Paris. I saw the struggles. I saw what it's like to lose everything. I saw what it's like to live in fear, the anxiety. And I say, everything that happens to you prepares you for your future. And oh boy, it did. And I can tell you that now, but you know, up until 9-11, I didn't understand it. It's only when I was a psychologist during 9-11 that I realized, oh, I can help people because I, for me, this is not so bad for me because I've been through it as a child. So as an adult, I was totally equipped. Right. So basically you name it, but I feel like I 
my life has prepared me for my future. And my parents definitely prepared me. I had a mother who was very loving, very supportive, but really struggled with losing a lot of things in her life. And I saw the impact that stuck emotion have on your body. I saw the impact that relationship with your husband have when you immigrate to a new country. I saw so much. Like I think I was trained as a psychologist very early on at home. And then, you know, I some point I decided to give great voice to who I was and I was a very good listener and I was a, already a very good psychologist and I decided to become a psychologist. My father thought I was crazy because I was set to be go on business school and I was very good in math and you know from an immigrant family math is safety and you know profession like a doctor is safety like a medical doctor. I happen to have become a doctor but more a doctor of psychology. So I gave great voice to who I was. My father thought I was crazy because he thought I'm giving up a path of business life for to help people who are not mentally well. And he really thought I will become mentally not well. And But what I did, I listened. I listened to his message because I knew, I knew he loved me. And, you know, he was afraid for my financial safety and my professional safety. And my mental safety and thanks to him I developed a way of listening to people that I actually always see the positive the growth I always see the good so I don't really connect to the negative because I see it as a path to something else so thanks to him I'm in a good place and thanks to him the people I see are in a good place so I always say you owe it to your parents you owe it to your family whether through good or whether through bad but well, you owe it and oh, so yeah. my story is a story of an immigrant from Warrington, Lebanon to France, where I became a psychologist, to then coming to the U.S. to go further in my degree. And then here I honed, honed my skills and became top three in New York City. Mm, that's incredible. Incredible. Wow. I'm like so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm but, proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, and like... I can see how people look at you and they don't know where you're from because you could be Italian. I look at you and I'm like, you could be Spanish. You could be Italian. You could be Middle Eastern, like all of the above. Yeah. And I think also I do relate. Like I spend a lot of time in different countries and I understand and I... I would say I speak, you know, universal language, human language, the psychology yeah. of human beings. So, and I think it shows on, you know, the way, not only the way I look, but the way I communicate, the way I am, and I somehow blend in. Mm. Well, before we started recording, you shared with me the meaning of your last name. Can you share that with the audience? Because I, I had no idea and I love it. <laughs> Yes. So I'll start with a joke. You know, um, when I was working in Montefiore Medical Center, a patient will come to me and say, Dr. Sad, you don't look so sad. And I would say, well, yes, because my name actually means happiness. In Arabic, sad means happiness. So you see, and I in my life embody totally the yin and yang of life. And it even showed up in my life as my last name. That in U.S. you would pronounce it like sadness, but it actually means happiness. I love that. I love that. I had no idea. And that's so perfect for our conversation. All right. So before we get to your books, you say in your bio that you have helped thousands of people transform their lives in just one session by helping them decode their thoughts and emotions 
so that they can connect to the essence of who they are and achieve happiness. How do you do that in one mm-hmm. session? Like, like, what is your secret sauce? Like, what, can you walk through that with me? Yes, of course. It's based on the principle that every thought you have has a purpose. Every emotion you have has a purpose. They have been coded by your mind or your body. So the trick is to understand how does your body and your mind code things so that you can actually decode the message. So for example, your mind, when it's when your body's not aligned, when you're not doing so well, your mind will always, always translate things into problems to be mm. fixed, into missings. So negative thoughts are always a translation of a message. The message is meant to be loving. Now most of the time people take their thoughts at face value. If you have a thought, I'm not good enough, you either start believing I'm not good enough, or by now people have learned, no, I'm not going to believe that thought. So they then reject the thought or they replace it by positive. Mm -hmm. The reality is, I mean, all those strategies can be good, but you miss the message. The message is there's something between you and you. If we're going to take that thought, for example, that you are not fulfilled. You not being good enough, it means you have not reached your place of fulfillment. Because when you feel good enough, like it's from it's from the heart, it's a aha moment that happens there. So what it's showing to you is that in some ways you have not fulfilled your potential. And if you have not fulfilled your potential, that means you don't know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you have not learned what makes me special? So what makes Sandy special? What makes Yasmin special? What makes me unique in my world? So feeling not good enough shows that you're lost in your path. And it's so very quickly I can show people behind their thoughts what is hiding and all the connection. And if that's the case, I can go further. And I can say, for example, likely what you have done, you have looked at life through accomplishments because that's usually what people have. And so then I help people backtrack and backtrack. So in one session, I have already unpacked so much for you and it usually hits from the heart because right now, you know, I'm giving you an example that feels so random. It's very hard for me to explain how it hits from the, from the heart. But most of the time I show you what it means that what your thoughts actually mean about you and I help you connect to you and through you, There's a message of inner balance. There's a message about who you are and all of that in it. So in one session, you can have so much impact if you know a bit of psychology and you understand thoughts and emotion. Mm, Okay. So what part does our ego play in that? So the ego is the mind. So that's how I would put it. So the mind has comes from a place of value morality and so the ego is going through a bit of a what i call a surface of protection you can also call the ego as a protector as a shield as a so for example the first response from an ego it's gonna be like uh how dare they uh, or this is not right or this is like the ego it comes from a place from morality always ego is always morality so morality towards you 
So I'm not good enough. I ego like this person didn't treat me well. This All of this are ego thoughts. And the key is not to stay at the ego level. Hmm. So most people have a tendency to stay at the ego level because we go with our mind. But the ego is just the, the surface. It's like a bit the tip of the iceberg. That's what you see. But from there, you can deduct the iceberg. And the root of the iceberg is key. And mm. so that would be the best way to explain it. Interesting. Okay. Because, but then how is like the fight or flight response, right? Because we have that fight or flight response that's in our DNA. How does that affect what you're talking about? Yes. So I'll tell you, but what I'm talking about is very tailored. So flight or fight response is a general mechanism, but maybe you will have a fight response. Maybe somebody else will have a flight response. Maybe somebody else will have a freeze response. Those individual responses say something about you, say something about your strength, say something about your weakness, say something about who you are and how you cope with the world. And if you can understand what it says about you, you get to know yourself better and you get to use it for your own purpose. So for example, I'll tell you, if you have a tendency when under stress to go into flight, you are someone who likes to be more calmer for me, not too much emotion, not like you would like to take things down because flight is avoidant. Flight is... You have a tendency to see too much. You have a tendency to uh, want to decrease intensity to things if you're in flight. If you're in fight, you are someone who likes to use power to overpower. You might like control. You might like, you know, you have something in you. You have in touch with power. You're in touch with aggression. You're in touch. So your flight or fight response show a lot about you and who you are in the world. And so... The idea is they're both good. Can you connect to that? Can you connect to who you are? And then can you learn to rebalance? Can you learn to work on not avoiding so much? Can you work on not fighting so much? Can you make it balanced knowing this is your strength? You have mastered that strength. That strength is mastered. Now, can we develop another ability? Can we stretch the pendulum the other way so that you can have this balance and then you achieve tremendous inner balance out of knowing who you are and out of knowing what you need to stretch and in which direction. Hmm. Very interesting. I love the way you explain that. All right. So you've got two books now, right? I got two books right. that are based on my own personal story. I'm actually right now writing my book on decoding your thoughts and emotions. and I'm going to take people on a journey and understand all those principles and I'm going to take actually each emotion that is the most popular anxiety, fear, imposter syndrome, guilt and I'm going to show jealousy and I'm going to show people when you are in those states this is what is actually going on in simple layman terms and this is what you can do to rebalance and I want to empower people to really understand make sense of what's happening within so that they can decide which way they want to go with it and what to do with it. Mm, I love that. 
Yeah, that sounds like that's something that would really benefit so many people. I mean, in today's world, it's so crazy. And we've got so many different things going on. And, and, and now, you know, on top of it, we've got, you know, a war out there and just, which just makes it even worse. I love that. So you want me to give you one cue? I can give you a clue. Please. Talk about the war because yes. that would be very relevant right now. A lot of people are feeling hopeless right now mm. and helpless because we're seeing the war. A lot of people are finding it unfair and they want to help and they don't know what to do. And it feels like governments and presidents and it doesn't feel like real people. So one key to hopelessness and helplessness you become helpless and hopeless when you really tuned into what's missing in life. When, because you tuned into the lack of, the lack of solution, the lack of your resources, the lack of help people are having, the lack of. And so it's very important if you want to shift it to tune into your own power. And the way you do that, you want to not... Um, like have power against other, but you want to go within you, stand up straight, almost like Wonder Woman, and say, I am, and then you want to label who you are with your quality, and you want to tap into the power of you. From there, you will have ideas about how to help or how to create hope, but when you're in that internal state of embodying you, empowering you with all your strengths you cannot be helpless or hopeless it's just it doesn't go together because right. your mind cannot think of lack when you're empowering like a solidity of you that exists no matter what the circumstances are in terms of adversity the only thing left is you and you is stable and the trick is to tune into you with your traits with your personality traits not in terms of achievement. And so that's the a bit the mindset or the shift that people will want to do. So now this is the time to tune in the power of you. And President Zelensky is showing the world that. He's saying, I am a Ukrainian president fighting for my right. And that gives him so much strength in the face where people will think, how is he dealing with this? Yeah. And so role modeling for all of us. Oh. Is he ever? It's really incredible to watch. So you're human, even though you you've got all this knowledge and you're helping so many people and thousands of people that you've been able to help. What do you do when you are stressed or you're in a low point in your life? How do you bring yourself out of it? That's such a great question. I first want to say that every single knowledge I have I have acquired through going through an adversity or a hardship or a negative emotion. So everything I say, I have lived it. So the hopelessness piece, I have lived it and I tuned into it within me and came to it. It just is a tuning in. So the way I do it is I create a bit of a space between me and my thoughts and emotions so that I can observe them and understand them. And also I apply my message, which is everything is a message. What is the message telling you? And I'll give you an example. So I'm part of a community of uh, Qigong healers. And, you know, as a psychologist, I always want to share. I always want to help. And in that community, 
I was told, I don't want it. I don't want it. In a way that felt very hurtful. And I took time to understand what happened. They're, they're really experiencing me as, as not helpful, as like I, there was a stop. And when there's a stop, that means you, you really overstepped something. And so I looked and my ego was hurt because I was like, I had such good intention. I'm selling that for your own good. It was so good. I had good intention, but it wasn't received that way. And likely I realized I didn't notice the sensitivity on the other side and it was a message for me. And the message, what was the message? The message was keep your mouth shut first, but the other pieces, listen, go within like they were asking me to be silent with the knowledge I have and I was wondering what is that for me and I realized it's a big message for a psychologist it's a message only help when you're asked to don't help mm -hmm. if you're not asked to and it's really important and it's something I had to listen to now it was a big slap on my face I can tell you that but I really realized that was a gift. They taught me something. And since then, I do have a different presence with people. And I feel I have more. They brought me back within me and within listen and invite others. And if they want your help, they will ask. And it's a very different place. So I believe that everything that happens outside of you and within you has a message of rebalancing. Can you see it by analyzing it? And so I apply that to everything in my life. And that's mm -hmm. how I grow and that's how I rebalance myself. I believe everything is a message. And when I told my group, that's how I took it. They said, exactly, that's exactly, we're so grateful because we didn't mean to hurt you. We just wanted you to, we, that was not, it was out of love that we did this. And I was absolutely out of love and I'm very grateful for that. And know, not many people. Right, but not many people would have been able to see it that way and they would have continued to be hurt and their ego struck and held a resentment maybe or, or whatever. But uh, but you were able to go within and see the message. And, and yes. that's so beautiful. What a beautiful thing. And that's what I was going to say because it ties back to the ego. As you said, we're so prone to go to ego. It's so instinctuous. I go back to a foundation that we are energy being and there's an energy force and energy is always towards better and up and healing. And so if you believe you're an energy being, there's energy that you attract and they're meant to bring to you something. So for the mind, it's very hard to see that adversity is for you very hard especially when you go through abuse especially when you go through hardship like it's very hard for the mind to understand but you have to go back to a place within you that you want to transform this adversity so it's easier if you can think about that way if you can get your mind to think about that way even if you don't believe it because that's the easiest way to transform adversity mm. is to see that there's something in it for you. And once you get the message, you grow. Otherwise, you just remain at a place of victim and hurt. And there's no growth from that place. There's only a place of fighting for repair. 
Mm, I like that fighting for repair. Wow. So where can people learn more about you? So I have my group practice website, which is Madison Park Psychological Services. And then I have my own personal website, which is under my name, very easy, dryasminsad.com. But my website is the easiest place. If they want to follow me on social media, then Instagram, again, under my name, Dr. Yasmin Sad, and uh, Facebook, Yasmin Sad. Those are the best places, um, but I'm easy to find on Google. Fantastic. And I can't wait to hear more about your book and when that's, do you have any idea when that's going to be released? I think somewhere in the fall or late December, we are building momentum right now around it and I'm finishing writing it and it's very exciting. I'm going to take soon people on a journey of what it's like to write it and engage the audience with it and uh, would want people's feedback. So if your audience wants to know about anything or share an example that they want me to uh, answer a question in the book, I'll be very happy to. This is the time. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just really appreciate you being here and, and the insightfulness that you provided everyone with today is so valuable. So thank, thank you. you so much for you and for your mission of bringing happiness to the world. I think we all need it and it's so special and you radiate. So thank you for this podcast. Thank you for you. a fun interview and I love speaking with my fellow coaches and Lucy is such a bright light in this world. To learn more about Lucy, please visit her website at lucylucoaching.com. So thank you so much for listening today. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. And as always, I hope that you and your family are safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.